a new beginning. Five will enter. One will be crowned. PWE's Wrestler of the Month. W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jay Bird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? how y'all doing today? We're taking the highway to the danger zone as we have Top Gun Maximilian joining us today. We're also going to be doing Roster of the Month winners. And we're also going to be doing the winner for the free t-shirt. Who won the jackpot? So right. we'll figure that out. And also we got a special shout out to C-Rock, Cross and Edge Zone TikTok guy. He also does the videos for the Roster of the Nominees. His birthday's Thursday. So happy birthday, C Rock. Happy birthday, and let's C-Rock. get into the show, man. We got Maximilian going here with us today. How you doing today, bro? Oh uh, man, I'm doing absolutely splendid, man. It's it's about time that I'm doing good for a change. It's about time. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Like Dan was mentioning earlier, man. We are so happy to have you on. I actually thought we already had you on. And thank you. That's God the I'm drugs. Wrong. That's the drugs. <laughs> He thought we already had you on, but that's the drugs. Hey, dog, I can't, I can't be bad at that, man. Like, to be honest, bro, I forget we do podcast episodes. Like, whenever people talk to us about the podcast, sometimes I just don't even remember it. <laughs> it happens, right? And, you know, I t- we talk to you every time we do at the show, so I also feel like I just talk to you so much that I just assume that you're already on. But first things first, dude, we really want to hear your origin story, your background, and how you actually found wrestling. Was it earlier days? Was it later on in life? Was it through video games? Was it on TV? How'd you come across it? Oh, man. So, like, my brothers were... They were actually, like, pretty much the reason why I got into everything I got into when I was, like, older. Because my brother used to play SVR... Oh, eight, like fucking crazy. He would play that game all day, every day. And like little five-year-old Max wanders into the basement and I would just watch him play for hours. I had no idea what this was. I had no idea. Like the concept of wrestling was foreign to me. It was just like, oh, look at these video game characters fighting. So like I eventually like end up getting this wrestling game unbeknownst to me. I still have no idea that it's wrestling the entire time. So a couple years go by, I'm about like eight or nine at this point and I'm eating dinner and I'm just surfing channels, surfing channels, surfing channels. And eventually like I stop at one and I'm like, Oh, that's a ring. Like in the video game I play. And then, like, MVP came out. And I'm like, oh, he's in the game. This is what this is. And from then on, I was hooked. Every week, I was tuning in to SmackDown. And, like, that's it from there, really. I just, like, my fandom just grew, 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 and grew. Do you remember who one of your favorite characters would have used in the video game? Because I remember SmackDown versus Raw. Those games were always badass every year. Ooh, if I had a favorite, it was, it was probably like, I'll be honest, I was a shitty little kid. So what I would do is I would just go online with my own created character with all the moves that like you couldn't reverse. 
And I just spam those for a good 20 minutes until I thought I could win. So Top Gun Maximilian was born early in life. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a piece of shit early on. No, that's awesome. I take it that your Madden character also started his career as a rookie of 99 overall, right? Oh, of course, every single time. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. I still do that to this day. <laughs> No, I don't blame you at all. I did the same thing, so uh, I'm not hating at all. <laughs> but when you started watching it on TV, who were some of the guys that you really were drawn into? You you said you noticed the MVP from the game. Were there any other guys that you ended up following? Ooh, like uh, I remember Dolph Ziggler holds a special place in my heart because me and him were made to be enemies. He just doesn't know it yet. But I have special hatred for him. Uh. I love Rey Mysterio. The second I saw him, just because there were colors everywhere, I was like, oh, this is absolutely awesome. And then he started doing flips. And me being the spot monkey that I am, just fell in love with him. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get shit on for saying this, but, like, I grew up, you know, when, like, ROH was popping and everything. So the Young Bucks are one of my favorites, too. That's all right. I still like you. Even though you got shitty taste in tag teams, I would have said the Young Guns or I would have said uh, you and uh, you and Mario. But yeah, that's all right. You got bad taste in tag teams. Hey, man, they, <laughs> they're definitely not for everybody. I'll, I'll give you that. There is even moments where I'm like, all right, maybe we don't need to do 30 super kicks. But I do 30 <laughs> super kicks in all my matches, so. There's nothing wrong with that at all. What about, um? do you watch AEW right now? Are you a fan of the Acclaimed? I am the biggest fucking fan of the Acclaimed. I, yeah, I watch AEW every week because, once again, I'm a fucking mark. And I got to keep up with the shit. And, like, the Acclaimed actually makes me feel like I have to keep up with everything just because I want to be in the know about what they rap about every week. Oh. Yeah, they got a great entrance. I love it. I love that. I do. I'm a big fan of the acclaim too. They, I wasn't the biggest fan at first, but the more and more I watched them, the more and more they rubbed off on me, and I fucking love those guys. Oh, I thought they were the biggest fucking assholes on the planet when I first saw them. I do, especially because Max Caster just reminds me of like me from high school, because like I did the same thing. Like I didn't. I didn't always have the luscious head of hair that I have now. Like I used to have this shitty Afro that I would just wear every day. And I take a flat cap and I put it on my head and I literally have the same like Max, Max Caster hair. It was horrible. Nice. <laughs> That's fine. I had some shitty long hair. We don't need to get into it. I used to think that was Jeff Hardy and I couldn't even grow in a beard. So it didn't matter. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> what about favorite matches? Were there any matches that stand out in your mind now that you look back from when you were watching? You were like, oh, damn, that's definitely one of my all-time favorites. Um, Yeah, uh, like, I forget what SmackDown it's from, but it was right before The Undertaker went, like, and started doing more part-time stuff. But it was him and Mysterio. And, like, the ending of that match was, like, a springboard moonsault into a tombstone pile driver. And little me shit his fucking pants when he saw that. But um, other matches, like, I'll be honest, like, a lot of stuff is a blur to me. Like, especially looking back on things. I can, I feel like, like, my favorite moments and my favorite matches are, like, one and the same, I guess if that makes any sense. I I agree, because, like, my thing going back, I'm a, quite a bit older than you. I'm 42. But, like, I remember spots and matches. I don't remember the match. I remember a spot in the match. That stuck out to me. So, yeah, I'm right with you. It's like I'll, I couldn't tell you, like, what WrestleMania was or what SmackDown or Raw was on, but I can tell you there was a dope-ass spot in the match, and, and that's what I remember. Exactly. Like, which... I guess probably isn't the greatest way to look at things from, well, if I was like, you know, an old man who it, know, it's the drugs was bitter. It's the drugs. It's the but, drugs. 
actually you know what i like that better we'll just we'll put it up to the drugs fuck it that's right <laughs> it's not my fault it's the drugs fault right so before we get into your training process, did you even did you know about the indie scene or go to any indie shows before you started training? Oh no, nah, I had no idea there was anything even here. Like I I knew who like the big indies were, but I didn't know anything about Michigan indie wrestling until like early 2020. Like the first Michigan indie wrestler I ever saw was Aaron Orion and like only because like right before my class I was just on Twitter and he had a sweet ass like mixtape of him doing all these cool moves and I was like oh shit this guy's from Michigan and then like once I graduated I looked a bit more into it and then I found like uh Brutus Atwell is gonna hate me for mentioning him here but I have Mm -hmm. to because he took me to like my first pro wrestling all-stars and horror slam show. And that's really how I found out that there was like really just cool ass people on the independence. Yeah. He'd hate us to say this too, but we, uh, we remember him as a fan at pro wrestling all-star shows. Dude, it's still crazy. Like sometimes I'll watch matches back from around that time. And it's jarring as fuck to see him in the crowd, man. (laughs) It's so jarring. Like, I have to remember, oh, shit. Yeah, at one point, he wasn't always a wrestler. Right, right. Yeah, he seems like he's 97 years old and been doing it forever. Dog, he... <laughs> like, me and him haven't always seen eye to eye. I'll be the first one to tell you that. But, like, I've, I've always enjoyed the man. Like, I've always enjoyed him as, like, a character. I thought that's always been, like, really great. Oh, from day one, he came out. It was like this guy's got got something that's that's gonna stick around here. So yeah, he's he's good dude. He'll probably hate us for saying that, but oh yeah, he'll I I guarantee you he did not want me mentioning him at all on any podcast ever. But you know what? Hey, this is the one time, Brutus. I'll never mention you ever again. <laughs> he won't even put you over on his own podcast. He puts you over on another one. <laughs> well, well, don't don't say that because then he's gonna want me to actually mention him on my podcast. Dan's over here trying to open up a can of worms or a, a can of gator beef, I should say. Hey, hey, yeah, Dan, stop, stop instigating over there, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I got your Max. back, though, Max. With Brutus. Hey, man, he's big enough to where he might just eat both of us. Right, right. That's true. That's true. So when it came time that you made the decision, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to go become a professional wrestler. How did you come across finding a school and training and all that? Um, Like, so I only remember hearing about wrestling schools, like, on TV. So I only knew of, like, Seth Rollins' school or, like, Kurt Hawkins' school at Creator Pro in, like, New York. And, like, obviously, I wasn't fucking going all the way out there. Fuck that. That's far away. So I was like, all right, there's got to be something here. And then, like, going back to the Aaron Orion thing, I saw he was connected with Pure Pro. And I was like, okay, this is one. I can go here. It's in Flint, though. It's, like, an hour up. And then... Honestly, I'm not too sure how I came about the House of Truth. Like, for some reason, I just didn't know it. And then I remember just knowing it and then being like, yeah, I'm going to go here. I forget what it was about it. Maybe I just liked how the flyer looked. But I just remembered, like, the first time I saw, like, anything House of Truth, I was like, yep, this is where I want to go. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just... I didn't even know he had the school here for the longest time until I started getting out of the indie circuit. It's amazing what you actually realize is in your backyard once you start getting into something, you know? <clears throat> mm-hmm, dog, like this, I've met lifelong friends and enemies at that school. It's actually kind of amazing. <laughs> right. 
So you trained at the House of Truth. That was Truth Martini. Was there any other uh, trainers that assisted in your training while you were there in the school? Um. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm going to get heat if I don't mention everybody that helped me before I was cleared. So forgive me. It's going to take a second to recall. Uh, definitely Truth Martini. He's the fucking man. I love that dude with all my heart. Um, Sean Tyler was there. Um, Joe DeMero helped me out a lot. I remember he helped me get like a lot of stuff with Chain down at the time. Miss you, Joe. And uh, honestly, I don't think there was really too many people coming in like around there in training from what I remember, like before I started wrestling. Like, I know there's a shit ton of, like, vets and people that go there, but... Oh, Nick Nick Moss. Love him. Nick is um, awesome. Dude, I wish he was... A, I wish I saw him at every fucking show ever. I love that dude so much. He's awesome, yeah. And, uh... Actually, I'll give another shout-out. He's not a trainer, but he trained with me. I'll give a shout-out to uh, one AJ Harris. I don't know if you guys know or remember who that is but that's an interesting oh okay so this is actually fun because i get to tell this story sweet so before me before me and iron eagle there was me and aj the two members of cobra kai who would come out to the ring and occasionally get beat up but like aj and me like it was really only me and him throughout class the entire time. It was never like a big class. I started training in Zoe's class, but got injured and then came back. And then it was just pretty much me and AJ for like the last half of the second class. So like getting to bump around with him was like helpful to be honest with you. Cause he was so much better than me at the time. Like that dude is crazy athletic. He's amazing. I can't say enough nice things about him. No, that's real cool. I love hearing new stories like that in uh, people's backgrounds. What about that first bump? Do you remember what that felt like? Oh, my God. Yes, I do. And, <laughs> like, I knew, I knew this was going to be difficult. I knew it was. And I took that first bump, and, like, my first reaction was, oh, shit, that hurt. But then the next thing after that, like, was like, oh, shit, I can do this. Okay, let's do it again and see how it feels. And then thankfully, I never fucking stopped until I fucked my shit up. But that's another story. Yeah, so what about your first match? Do you recall that? Oh, Jesus. Drugs, you might not. Exactly. I'm going to assume that it was a pro wrestling all-stars because that's at least the first time I, I remember seeing you in the ring. Yeah, it was definitely a pro wrestling all-stars. Oh, my God. Okay, it's kind of coming back to me now. So it was against LaDon, Forever Young, and AVZ. And all I remember from that match is I, I hit a really low super kick. And people still flame me for that to this day. Don't look that up, by the way. Don't look that match up. <laughs> just, just save your... Look, you guys seem to like me. And I want you we guys do. to like me. So just don't look at that match. Just forget. All right. Stay away from that one. And being the Young Bucks fan, you know, the super kick of all, of all the things that you could have done. <laughs> You know what's real fucked up is like we were practicing like super kicks in the back before the match and I hit every single practice one perfect. But then when it came to the match, dog, I hit him right in the fucking solar plexus. I felt so bad. Dude, I probably couldn't get my leg up past somebody's kneecap, so I, I give all you guys props on the super kicks, regardless of what they look like. Thank you. Thank you very much. At least someone appreciates me. Oh, of course. Of course. We got to. We got to. So, Cobra Kai, 
killing the business, social reality. I mean, you're a man who got his hands in everything. I mean, you currently got tag team titles. You have had multiple tag team titles. I mean, do you have a favorite group to be a part of? Wait, how did they start? I oh, I'm going to get him heat. You're about to get him heat if he picks one of these groups over the other. I, I'm not saying choose between them. How did they come throughout your career? Like, I remember you with Cobra Kai. And then what came first? Was it social reality and then killing the business? Was there a few in there that I might be missing? Actually, I think let's take a stroll down memory lane real quick. I think when I was training, yeah, actually, yeah, I remember this now. When I was training, like we were doing whatever we were chaining or something, me and AJ. And then Martin calls us out of the ring and calls us to like talk to him. So I'm thinking, oh, fuck. I probably did something wrong. So we walk up to him and he's like, hey, you guys doing anything Sunday? And we're like, ah, no, we're not really doing anything. Why? He's like, well, I got this opportunity for you. Let me know if you want it. But there's a guy he's looking for like two students to like come to the ring with him and be like valet, sort of a manager. It's an opportunity to get like out in front of a crowd and just let me know if you want it. So I was, I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of on the fence about it just because like I'm fairly introverted myself. Like once I get comfortable with you, I never shut the hell up. But if I don't know you, I'm not like, I'll shake your hand. I'll say what's up. But like, I, I'm not going to like go out of my way to talk to you. But he, he then told me that it was LJ Lawrence who was looking for two people and I feel like people still think this is BS when I tell this, but LJ, like 10 years before that, was my real karate teacher. I watched him become a black belt. I remember when he was still like a green belt. So it's still kind of crazy to me that we're still this far now because I I remember him from like when I was six years old. But yeah, we started. And he's one of your favorite people in the world right now. Uh, I mean, <laughs> give or take which promotion I'm at, yes and no. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely helped me out immensely, and he's still one of the guys I go to if I ever really need anything. Like, I love going to him. Him, Zoe, and Iron Eagle are, like, my top three right now and who, like, I know I can rely on the most. But, um, let's see. How did... Oh, yeah. Okay. Actually, you guys play a part in why social reality is a thing, actually, because I remember this. So the first FU show, we do this battle royal. (laughs) And and we were like nothing but faces at the time. We had only ever been face. And then we come out and then Pro Wrestling Edge boos all of us. And... (laughs) For the record, so, I wasn't there, so I didn't do you. <laughs> so me and LJ and, like, everyone in the group were like, all right, well, now we got to be heels. Screw it. Let's, let's, let's be heel. Why not? And I got thrown out by Forever Young, cheeky bastard. And um, I, I went to the back, and I'm like, man, that was really fun, but I still want to do stuff. All right, fuck it. Hey, you want to carry me out? And it happened to be like Lamario. And Lamario, I swear to God, did the deepest like set of squats I've ever seen. And I was still like a little chunkier at the time. I was like close to 200 pounds and he just did that easily. And then he threw me on the ground like I wasn't shit, which, you know, could have sent me down a little bit nicer, but I get it. And then I go to the back and like, this is like five or six entrance straight. I just get my ass kicked on each entrance. And then I go to the back and Jeremiah is like, oh yeah, that was really good. Like you, you did really well. And I was like, yeah, I was kind of just fucking around, but thank you. So eventually January comes in and like Jeremiah wants to book me for the second FU show. And he just flat out told me, all right, we're putting you in a group, Yuzo, Dean. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I can do that, whatever. It's just a six-man match with my friends. Why not? And then we got so much heat from that 
first show that we ended up just being a group and the rest of that is history now what other groups am i in i'm sorry if i'm ranting or like going on a tangent no no go this is what we love i, I just love that story because i literally completely forgot about that i remember yeah. as soon as you brought it up the the first fu show i was i was pretty intoxicated but dude drugs. that was great drugs that max was so drugs awesome how you kept getting your ass kicked and then keep, kept getting dragged back out or somebody would bring you out or you'd be like nope i'm not done i'm coming back in you got eliminated like seven or eight times, I think it was. Oh, I got eliminated. I was like, by the way, all like all of nobody had any idea that I was going to do any of that. Thankfully, all of the people in the match just went with it because I got shit canned so many times. So many times, dude. My back hurt like hell after that. It was just a battle royal. I didn't even have to do any of that. I'm totally going to do it at the next FU Battle Royal, though, too. I'm definitely, I might even win. Who knows? But let's see. What's the other? You got oh, yeah. The Bubba Family Office. Yeah. Okay. This one's, this one's awesome. All of these, like, sort of materialized at the same time, to be honest with you. Like, because around, I want to say September or October, Bubba started joking around with me about like, oh, I'm going to put you in Armageddon. And like, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Funny, bullshit, whatever. So eventually, like, October comes, Armageddon splits up. So I'm like, yep, see, I knew I, I knew it was a joke this whole time. And then, like, once I get injured completely on the shelf, I'm like, well, great, there, I'm screwed. There goes, like, my Metro Pro stuff, how hard, like, I tried to work to get, like, up there that's all that's done so like i texted bubba to see if like he, he would still keep me involved in the show and he's like actually when you come back i want to put you with my group and i was like oh shit okay he was being for real and like i gotta be honest with you i didn't think that was gonna happen at all until i actually turned like i didn't think at all that I'd be in that position at Metro Pro until I hit LJ in the face with a chair. And sorry, LJ, but that was like one of the best chair shots I've ever hit. Like I swung that thing hard. But yeah, I think that's all the groups I'm in. Killing the business is more so like it was an idea that we had and we just, we were, okay. Actually, no, I'm not going to tell that secret. But everyone wants us to release episode one. And like, for a while, there was no episode one. For a while, it was just like that. And we were never going to put anything out. But Zoe's going to hate me for this. There may or may not be an episode one out there. See, now the thing is, I'm such a fan of killing. I don't want you guys to put out an episode one. That's the fun part. That's the, that it, it, it pops me every time that people were like, where's episode one? Was episode one? And I love the fact that there's no episode one. So tell Zoe not to do it. Tell him not to put it out. Oh, yeah. I, I tell Zoe not. There's tons of things in the podcast that I tell Zoe to cut. So, yeah, you, he'll he'll see this and know. He'll know. <laughs> like, because he just does. But Are you and Zoe still um, UPW tag champs? Yes, we are. So newly, you're U newly crowned UPW tag champs. You have the trios titles at um, FU. You, Lamario, and Tanner are the tag team champions at Metro Pro. Am I missing any titles that you currently have? Damn. Uh, nah, I'm just, you know, the god of tag team wrestling. Right. That's just me. <laughs> Dude, like, that should be your moniker now. Like, honestly, if you look at, like, the top tag guys in the world, right? Bret Hart, Owen, me, mm -hmm. Matt Jackson. Like, it's really all the greats. Oh, now you're it. stretching it. You put Matt Jackson in the category. <laughs> truly is. Truly is. You can't have one without the other. The list just flows so good. <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like what makes 
at least I, I enjoy like being in tag teams so much now. Cause like, especially if it's with my friends, it's just easier to bounce shit off of. And I know that they're going to like all my dumbass ideas. So <laughs> it's, it's honestly the best of both worlds because like I get to do stupid stuff and I get to do it with my friends. I really couldn't ask for like anything more. Well, so, I could so, ask for more actually. I want to talk about killing the business for a few minutes. And uh, Zoe, Zoe will get this reference when I say this. Killing the business is my second favorite podcast. Zoe will get that reference. Um, because he said that to me and I was about to get on him. He's like, um, killing the business is the best. So, of course, I'm saying Pro and Edge is the best and then you guys are second. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of you guys. I watch all your shit. Um, it's hilarious. You guys tell... I love the road trip story where, where you guys ran out of gas. That was fucking hilarious. You, you, that was just gold. The way you guys tell those stories. Um, and I kind of mentioned earlier, obviously, you know, I listened cause I made the point of you put Brutus over on our podcast. You wouldn't even put him over on your own. You guys do that and everything. But, um, I do want to say this before I talk about killing the business. I wanted to mention this and, and I haven't yet. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you over here for a moment. Uh, um, not enough people do. So please. So, please feed so obviously when you were first starting, you were a member of like what you were known for the most was being a member of Cobra Kai and you were part of that faction, but like to see your growth. And I'm going to tell you the match you and Adam Wick had it at FU fucking blew my mind like that was a max that i hadn't seen in matches that you've been in you fucking killed it you about beat the shit out of some guy some fan and then you almost thought you were getting fired um because of that (laughs) oh you knew you knew about that who who told you that hard cam frio's uh youtube channel uh i I seen the match um and then you talked about it on killing the business Oh, yeah, I did talk about that. I completely but forgot I talked about you that. You fucking killed it with, I mean, Adam Wick is fucking great. And you guys fucking tore the house down. That match was amazing. Um, question, now that we're talking about killing the business, this is a little thing about you and Zoe. How many more matches till Pro Wrestling Edge gets their um, Max versus Zoe death match? I got to be honest with you. You and- lost track. Zoe is gonna no, Zoe's gonna hate me for this. But so when me and Adam did like that match and like we did the thumbtack thing, I was originally like I was kind of scared. Like I was like, okay, this is probably gonna suck to take. And then like we had the kendo stuff and the glass stuff. But like when I took the like tacks, I was like, okay, I'm kind of coming around on this hardcore stuff. So if Zoe would want to, I'm willing to cut it down to 20 matches, and then we have that match. So I know Zoe is I, probably not. I'll, I'll let you know this, Max. We have put the idea of deathmatch wrestling or hardcore wrestling or whatever you want to call it in a lot of wrestlers' minds that came on this podcast. We asked them. They'd say, hell no, there's no way. Perfect example. Percy Drews told us he would never do a deathmatch. And what does he fucking do now? Half of his bookings are death matches. He loves it. He's crazy. And he's all about it. So it, I don't know what it is about coming on this podcast, but we turn people into deathmatch wrestlers uh, that normally would have never have thought of it. Rick Cartier is another one. Nope. Not going to do deathmatch. Boom. He he does. He does them now. So uh, yeah, he does do them. So, yeah. So we've had Zoe on. We, we tried to get him. Uh, to that, we've been putting a bug in his ear every time we see him. We we need that Max versus Zoe death match. So hey, I mean, twenty matches. That's gotta be that's gotta be close now. You guys gotta be getting pretty close. Let's have Pro Wrestling All Stars run you guys back like ten times one night, and then and then we'll be right there. I think we're on eighteen. Would be the next one. So. If if it if Zoe's willing to cut it down to twenty, then we're actually pretty fucking close. So, this is for Steve Rivera. This is for Bubba. 
this is for uh, Briar and Rachel. Book these two guys two more times so Pro Wrestling Edge can get their fucking death match they want to see. Please, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. So back to killing the business. Um, I love it. You guys are entertaining. You like a lot of you being in these factions and stuff. You don't really have the opportunity. And you said you were introverted, but like showcase your personality and your charisma and all that. But like killing the business. I I know like us, we sit here and we talk shit and we BS with our, you know, with our friends and what, and that's kind of what you guys do on that. And that's part of the dynamic that people like about us. And that's, part of the dynamic of what I like about killing the business is you guys shoot the shit. Yeah. You guys, you know, tell stuff that some people would say shouldn't be told. Um, but it, 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 you guys are entertaining together. You completely are like from the first time I met you at shows and like how you said, you're kind of quiet when you don't know people, you're completely different. You show your charisma, you show your character. And now that you've kind of, I don't want to say broke away, but you, you're kind of doing more stuff like you've had a lot of single stuff, you know, like your match with Adam and stuff. So you're you're putting yourself on the forefront. This is me putting you over, Max, like like fucking crazy here. Um, but like you're it seems like you're starting to like. Get it, get what you need to do. You know, as somebody who's a big fan that watches a lot of wrestling and you just seem like you're getting it like what it all entails, not just your end ring, your, you know, your character, everything about you, you're starting to get it. You know, you're, you're cutting some promos and, and it just seems like you're starting to get your first stride in the business right now. And I think it's a great time. And I think this YouTube show has helped you like come out of your shell to more people. Um, you guys are fucking hilarious. I mean, I could go on every fucking story and you guys have me laughing so hard. I'm in tears, um, you know, most of the time when I watch you guys. But um, I just wanted to tell you that because, like, I know you said not many people put you over and people, you know, I've heard, you know, people say shit all over the place. But, like, you've really starting to come into your own. You're really starting to understand what the whole concept of, of, of this professional wrestling thing is at the level you're at, obviously you're an independent wrestler who hasn't been in the business for years and years and years, but you're starting to get that first stride that you're hitting where you're starting to, to, to come to another, another level. And I love what you're doing, man. And, and it's great. And, and I want to see more of it. I want to see more of, of, you know, of you, doing shit on not say to get away from your groups but like i love that you're doing some shit on your own you're having your own matches and it's just great dude i i love everything you do i love killing the business your stories the way you tell those stories on killing the business it's like we're all there when the fucking story happens like lj sleeping and you guys fucking jeremiah pulls in you guys pulling a fucking gas station that's fucking close you know, it's just, oh you are, God. it's just the way you tell these stories are fucking hilarious. And it shows when you're telling your stories and your matches too. So props to you. I put you over like a motherfucker. Probably nobody else will, but. Oh, nobody will. So thankful, thank, thankfully you did, but like, no joke, man. Like, thank you for real. Like that definitely means a lot. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I get it because I know that some person will probably get mad at me if I specifically say that I do. Well, like I said, there's different levels and you're kind of got that first click, that first light bulb in your career is like went off. I'm like what this first step is once you've got into the business and start doing matches, that first light bulbs went off for you. That's what I mean. Not that you get it all, but like that first light bulb of, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing to, start getting my name out there and start making an impact and showing people that I'm here. That's what I meant. Like that first, that first stride. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I definitely understand that better now, but like, I think i like my philosophy with a lot of this wrestling stuff is like, man, I, I don't, I would like, I don't need to be like, 
I don't need to be on top of everything, man. Like, I don't need to be 12-time Intercontinental World Tag Team Universal Champion of the Galaxy. Like, as long as you, like, if someone books me and they give me some time and they give me a little bit to, like, showcase myself, that's really all I can ask for at this time. Like, I, I try, try not to take anything I do too seriously not to say that i don't take a look like anything seriously because there's a lot of things in wrestling that i take very seriously but like i i don't i don't take myself that seriously at all like if if you want to do a spot and like you're like oh that'll probably make them look stupid i'm i'm dumb enough to where i'll agree to it like um i'm not like i don't need to be the guy, right. if you get what I'm saying. How'd you and, need- how'd you and Zoe decide to do uh, killing the business? Is it something you guys just always been doing? But decided to roll cameras. Um, like when me and Zoe first started hanging out. So actually, fun facts: like me and Zoe did not like each other when we first started. For like the first like four or five months that I was wrestling, we despised each other. And it's weird because a lot of the same, a lot of the people that like don't like me didn't like Zoe and like vice versa and all that. So like, I remember one time like people were talking and I remember I I, like, I had already wrestled Zoe like maybe six times at this point. And like me and him were on a level to where it was like, all right, we don't really hate each other. We can work with each other fine. Like we're just not friends. And I remember, I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody was like, yo, did you hear Forever Young talking shit about you? And I'm like, uh, no, what did, what did he say? And he's like, oh, well, he said, he said, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, and he said that like, you hit him super hard or some shit like that, you know, like normal petty shit. But I remember talking to Zoe like that day. And like, I was like, yo, this beef is kind of fucking dumb. This beef sucks. It's just everybody putting shit in our mouths and like us not really saying anything about each other. It's just everybody else just talking shit on our behalfs. So, like, I'll, I'll be honest, that created some bitterness in me that, like, I, I wanted to do it, like, right when we became friends again. I pitched this idea of a podcast where we just fucking, like, let loose and do whatever, because why not? Right. But, like, I remember Zoe was a little hesitant on it, because, like, again, it it still wasn't a great look that's like, oh, two dudes haven't even been wrestling a year yet already have a podcast what the fuck do they know but like i remember around like after the tj elbow controversy had happened after that happened we were like all right we're now getting shit on every time we wrestle no matter who it is someone always has something to say so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna film like we before we went to raw in december we filmed a 20 minute video of us just absolutely letting everything loose that we had at the time that pissed us off and then that's what made the trailer and like we we literally we name dropped and everything like all the sensors in the trailers like were legit sensors thank god he censored them because I wouldn't have a career right. Actually, I would have a career because no one I've insulted really has done anything, to be honest with you. I will, I'll give you a clue there. No one I've insulted on the podcast has done anything of note. Okay. Take that as you may. I just completely lost my fucking point. I am so sorry, guys. Oh no, you're good. I'm gonna pass I over to I'm gonna pass over to Jaybird. So uh, Jaybird's got some stuff he nest. wants to talk to you about. Yeah, to the bird's nest. Go ahead, Jaybird. All right. Well, we know you're a great wrestler. We know you got killing the business. You got any other hobbies you like to do, Ron? Uh, oh uh, yeah. I'll be honest, man. Like I. 
I'm a fucking loser. Like I, I play video games, but like I'm not any good at them. I'm a loser in those two. Like I, I don't know. Wrestling's the only thing that like ever stuck out to me. So like every sort of interest I have is almost based around that. Like I love a lot of bands. I love like music and shit like that. But then again, everybody loves shit like that. Like. <laughs> honestly nah not really any like hobbies besides listening to music playing video games and just being sad all the time that's that's basically my life that's not that's not too bad man sounds kind of familiar i think i live the same life sometimes but what kind of video games you like man uh i play nba 2k and madden even though they rip my heart out and they eat it every single fucking year uh wrestling games of course i'm really into like all the far cry games i'm currently playing through far cry 5 and i absolutely am in love with it right now and i will go on record and say that i will beat anyone's ass in mortal kombat 9 you cannot fuck with me on that game and this is a call out to literally anybody who plays that game I'm not that great at Mortal Kombat, but I do know that 2K at least does something different than Madden. I haven't bought a Madden game since like Trey Palmalu and Larry Fitzgerald shared the cover that one year. I think that was like 10 or 11. Oh, dog, you're not missing. You're not missing out on anything. Like I only get it because, you know, it just updates the rosters. And like I only drop like money on it when I just have it to spend. It's not a must-buy for me by any means. What kind of console are you playing on? Uh, Xbox, uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Xbox Series X. I try to get a PS5, but I'm I'm not paying $1,000 to right. just get one. Like, yeah. I'll We're pay retail price. Like, but... Fuck the people reselling it. Like y'all bought eighty million goddamn consoles just to not play them. Right, you can keep those and be sad. Oh. But like, always a PlayStation guy till I die. Fuck Xbox, even though I have. Hell yeah, Xbox. my man. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PlayStation all the way for sure. Well, that's pretty cool. So. What kind of like uh what what's your genre of music you like listening to? What's your go-to? My go-to is definitely like if so it's gonna sound super light-skinned of me to say, but like if I'm driving and I'm just cruising on the freeway, yeah, I'll throw on some Drake. And like everyone does now and again. But what I like my guilty pleasure is Suicide Boys, and I can't even say they're a guilty pleasure at this point because they're absolutely fucking amazing. Like, I've followed them since 2016. I've watched them come up. It's That's been amazing. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon, I'm really a big fan of. I'm getting more into Pierce the Veil right now, like more and more, and uh, I really like old Sleeping with Sirens. But like pre twenty fifteen. Nice, nice. There's nothing wrong with throwing on Drake, man. Sometimes he's a, he's classic nowadays. Honestly, he's been around for a minute. Shit, <laughs> dude. I feel like I remember DeGrassi when he was just right. The- <laughs> right. Oh my god! I just realized I'm old enough to where like if I ask an elementary schooler like what Degrassi is they're not gonna know oh man it only it only gets worse it gets it worse, gets worse. Trust us. there's nothing great about it nope just wait until they run up to you and be like oh do you know this and you're like who and then they're like oh you're totally out of the loop now or life just gets more things. more depressing max that's all it does it gets more depressing as you get older Oh, dog, I told once I hit, like, 22, it's all downhill from there. So, like, (laughs) I got a year and a half left of good living in me. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Was it Blink-182? Nobody likes you when you're 23. I always said that. And then after 23, it's just 
it's miserable. But dog, I I it I thought like I remember looking back in my my mother telling me in high school that those were going to be the best years of my life. And then just having that thought used to make me cry because if those were the best years of my life, then uh, just take me out now, dog. Right. Right. Hey, you don't, you don't even got to, you ain't even got to kill me. Just put me in the box. Let's go bury me. Right. <laughs> True that. But you got any uh, Netflix or Hulu shows? You watch or into? Uh, I'm watching Cobra Kai right now because, of course, I have to. It's gotten to the point where I don't even like watching that show. I feel like I have to, so I just do. Um, but like, if I watch Ink Master on Netflix, I'm not really, I'm not too big into like Netflix. I watch like Hulu music documentaries, like. Like the X and Juice World documentaries, I like. I watch those, but like, other than that, I guess I'm really like. I just finished watching like Final Destination again, which was the shittiest horror franchise of all time, and you can't tell me anything different. I agree. <laughs> that is the hill that I will die on. Is that, <laughs> that horror franchise absolutely sucks and it makes me not want to go outside ever again (laughs) (laughs) yeah i never drive behind any truck that's carrying logs or steel beams none of that shit i think i've even said that to dan before like dude have you ever seen final destination get into the different lane yeah you guys were fucking with me when we were going down at toledo to the beer stew you and jordan because we were behind a truck that had like fucking um what they have like iron um support beams and you were like move haven't you seen final destination you're riding in his ass and everything man it's like bro oh you second one of those could go flying through our window and kill us all (laughs) yeah hell hell no dog like yeah i would have made that's a good friend right there he was just being a good (laughs) friend (laughs) right exactly ask josh i'm a fantastic driver oh yeah yeah he's great I call him Dale Earnhardt, and it's not for the speed. Actually, just recently it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went to Josh and I went to Flop House out in Indianapolis. What was it last week? And yeah, uh, yeah I got a, a, a ticket on the way back for going a little excessive on uh, on the highway in Ohio. Fuck Ohio, but yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck Ohio, and fuck yeah. Wisconsin also. Yeah, there's a good story about that on Killing the Business. So if you guys don't listen to Killing the Business or watch it, you need to. Because, uh, yeah, Max and Zoe tell a great story about their Wisconsin experience. Yeah, it's a great story, horrible time. And when I tell you I will never go to that state ever again, I mean I will never, ever go to that state ever again. That was supposed to be you guys in Twist and Flip. Yes, and yeah. I am I am very mad that that didn't get to happen because, like, that was originally supposed to be my, like, return match. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because, like, the people in the UP, or for some reason, they just really like me in Forever Young. I don't know why. Like, I they just love us up there. Bro, you One guys lady. get fed, you guys get gifts, you guys get everything when you go to, to UPW. Dude, we get everything but housing, and they'd probably give us that if they could. Like, it's amazing <laughs> how much love they show up there. And, like, it's one of the things, like, I was kind of iffy on doing it because, like, seven hours right. is a long-ass drive. Right. And, like... Mm. Thankfully, Forever Young convinced me to do it, and I did it. But um, yeah, Max gets his Dr Pepper supply for the entire month when he goes to UPW. Oh, actually, okay, this is gonna make a lot of people be disappointed in me, but I have to tell the truth because that lasted me nowhere near a month. That lasted (laughs) me. That lasted me three days, maybe. Yeah, I'm 
Galaxy's Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I, <laughs> actually, you know what? Maybe I don't have a problem. Maybe everyone else just has a problem. Right. And all these references that you're not understanding, go watch Killing the Business. And, 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 and you'll understand what we're talking about. Please. It gives, hey, it, it hey I'm us. plugging you guys. I'm, I'm plugging you guys. Don't tell all the I'll stories here. Don't tell all the stories here. <laughs> you're plugging the shit more than I ever do, to be honest with you. Like, I... <laughs> Zoe, Zoe is the one that, like, edits it all together. And, like, he does that behind-the-scenes stuff. So, like, he'll just tell me, all right, hey, this is about to drop. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, cool. Like, I actually, like, sometimes I see shit and I watch shit back for the first time again. And it, like, it horrifies me because I say some dumb shit on that show. <laughs> I, I said you're entertaining. You did. Thankful. <laughs> like, at least, you know, like, if my career is going to, like, go like that, at least it entertains some people on the way out. Right, right. Like, hmm. I don't know. I could, I could say a million things about that show. <laughs> a million. Well, before I let you shout out all your social medias, I want you to think about changing your Twitter to the tag team God, because that would be badass. You know what? If that handle's not taken, I will literally, after this, go and change it. <laughs> I love it. I hope so. But if not, let the people know where they can find all your social medias. Oh, fuck. Okay, hold on. I got to go to all of them now. I, I have no idea what any of my <laughs> socials are. Um, okay, so my Twitter is Top Gun. That's with two P's and two M's, MDM. That stands for Maximilian Dante and fuck you. I'm not going to tell you what the other M stands for. Why? Because it doesn't stand for anything. And my Instagram, my Instagram is just Maximilian02, M-A-X-X-I-M-I-L-L-I-A-N-02. I post pictures of me being badass and like, you know, me occasionally getting my ass beat. And then, uh, do I use any other socials? I think those are just the important ones. Right. You can find killing the business on, uh, I think his YouTube name is King forever young. Zoe. you can find that there. And, uh, Oh yeah. Make sure to fucking follow Adam Wicks. Instagram. Instagram and tell him he's cool because without him I wouldn't be fucking anywhere and that's about it awesome thank you so like thank you so much for taking the time coming on we're real big fans of yours we're so happy that you're able to fit in your schedule to show up on such short notice so today worked out great we're so glad to see you come on We've been so lucky enough to see you evolve in the ring, and we can't wait to have you come back on later down the road when you're even more of a tag team guy than what you are now. Thank you, man. I look forward to coming back. Like, this was genuinely super fun, and, like, I was nervous as fuck coming in here. But, like, you guys made me feel, like, real cool about the shit that I was saying. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Of course, man. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you soon, Max. For sure, man. We'll talk to you soon, for sure. All right, I'll see you guys later. All right, see you. Yep. Peace out, man. Maximilian there, ladies and gentlemen. That was a great conversation. Good combo. The tag team guy, I'm never letting that let that one go. Uh, every time I tag him in something, it's going to be hashtag tag team guy. Um, Max, I know you're going to listen to this back. Uh, you need some... Um some new gear that says tag team god just saying definitely definitely let's go ahead hop into the ad read for today and then when we come back we're gonna have the winners of rustler of the month so for all things pro wrestling edge on uh social media you can find us at pwe pod also pwepod.com where you can find all of our episodes for um Pro Wrestling Edge, Talking Sports, and the new season of Edge of the Mind is going to be there as well. Um, 
but there's also a link to our uh, Brain Buster Tea Store. I I almost said the other company. Fuck no, uh, our Brain Buster Tea Store. You can you can head over there and get some of our merch. Um, we're on, yeah, we're on all social media, TikTok too. Um, C Rock, shout out to you for that. Um, we can't do this without our partners and sponsors. First off, we have Roo Psychedelics. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at um, Roo Psychedelics. Um, Whirlwind Productions Detroit. If you need any podcast production work or voiceover work, go to Whirlwind Productions DET on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Brain Jerk Entertainment. Um, they're more than a podcast. You can find them at brainjerk.com. Brain Jerk Entertainment on all social medias. Uh, they're pretty active everywhere. They do. They have a lot of shows. They stream live every single day. They do some fucking killer events. You know, Big Kaz was part of the eating competition. They've done more of those since. Uh, they do a lot of stuff. Uh, shout out to Ryan is going to have his 40th birthday bash this week. So um, that's going to be awesome. An awesome party as well. So check out Brain Jerk Entertainment, brainjerk.com for everything that they do. They're more than a podcast. Um, our sponsor, check out Ronnie at Jayquist Photography for, for any type of photography work. You can find him on Facebook and TikTok at Jayquist Photography, J-A-Q-U-I-S. Uh, Ronnie Jayquist on Instagram and horror underscore style on um, Twitter. Um, he's transitioned that over to, um, completely, completely, uh, photography from wrestling. That was his last, uh, social media that had wrestling on it, but he's completely transitioned it over. So check him out there as well. Also, um, combat one wrestling, their vision is to showcase the best professional wrestling money can buy. Their audience is all of us. Their mission is to always deliver. We are one become one taking over the midwest the premier event october 28th combat one wrestling waterford michigan at the elite sportsplex tickets starting at 15 dollars available online at eventbrite or at the door Doors open at 6.45, bell time, 7.15. The IWTV cameras will be rolling. The Bullet Club's Chris Bay, ECW legend Rhino, and many more set for action. The battleground is set. October 28th. Combat One Wrestling. You are one. Just to let everybody know, Pro Wrestling Edge wants to say we are one. Uh, We are a proud sponsor of Combat One Wrestling. Um, That's the next show coming up. Pro Wrestling Edge will be there. Um, they've got some great stuff going on, so follow them on all their social media. And on the 200th episode, which will be our next one, there will be information about ticket giveaway for that upcoming show. So you definitely want to listen to the 200th episode for that. Um, should we get into... The wrestler of the month. Russ September's wrestler of the oh, month. Oh yeah. So wrestler of the month wrestler this month was between, between Captain Tony Captain Garrett, Rod Lee, Father Marquise, um who Gio Bronco and Gio, Justin Kyle. Gio Bronco and Justin Kyle. And we have a winner this month. Not a tie like last month. Um, September's Wrestler of the Month. Congratulations to Father Marquise. You will be moving on to the semifinals in December to have a chance to become Wrestler of the Year. Now let's do our merch giveaway. 
that wasn't my winner, but hallelujah. 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 Amen. Before before we go any further, let's tally the votes on whose nominees have won the most. We now have a three-way tie between Jordan, Big Kaz, and Dan O'Mac. We've all had our nominees win three times. So we have two more months to go, October and November. Um, but let's go ahead and get uh, the winner of our September merch giveaway. Free stuff, free stuff. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, give some free stuff away. So someone that always shows us love on Instagram, someone who always shares our shit, they vote every single month. Rachel Carroll is the winner of this September merch giveaway. I'll be reaching out to you to get some information from you to get you your merch package, which will be shirts and some stickers. So congrats. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congrats, Rachel on um, winning September's merch giveaway. Heck yeah. yeah. Big supporter. Big shout out to Rachel yeah. for voting. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And you know what? We are one. We gave away a free t-shirt today. Next week, the big 200th anniversary episode, we got a big show. We're giving away tickets to the debut show of Combat One. So you're definitely going to want to not miss next week's episode. We also got a great show playing for you guys. A lot of reminiscence. And some surprises. surprises. Yeah, A lot of surprises. It's going to be awesome. With that being said, don't miss out. Peace and love. Pro Wrestling Heads would like to thank our partners. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Rouge Psychedelics. And our sponsors. Brain Jerk Entertainment. Jayquist. Photography. Welcome to the new beginning.